Romans chapter 4, verses 1, 2, and 3. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is how it reads. What shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, has found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. But what saith the Scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. That's the part we're going to focus on in our lesson today. Abraham believed God, and it was, a, and it was counted to him, or you could say accredited to him, for righteousness. Lords, we come today, we thank you and we praise you for the privilege to be here. Thank you, God, for what we have experienced up to this time. And now, Lord, we ask as we sit here to uh, feast from your word today that you will give us what we need today to strengthen us and to guide us as we go further on in life. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. I, I had no idea uh, what Brother Bobby was teaching on in, in Bible class, but when I came in and sat down in, in the back, I heard him. Uh, I heard him talking about benefits, and I'm going to be preaching today on this subject: benefits made possible through faith. Now, this is the second message in a series. Uh, the uh, called the essentials of faith, uh, and uh, last week's message was in the beginning God, and uh, today, in the second part, I want to talk about benefits made possible through faith. The whole purpose of this, it seemed like I felt very strongly impressed upon the Lord that. It's his desire for his people to really understand how important faith is. Amen. And I will say this. Every time the enemy attacks you or comes against you, if he attacks your body, he's not trying to kill you, per se, he's trying to kill your faith. If he attacks your finances, he could care less about your finances. He's trying to kill your faith. Every battle that you go up against, that you fight the devil about, he's trying to destroy your faith. Because if he can destroy your faith, he knows he's destroyed your walk with God. What was the scripture we read last week? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. I don't care what else you do. If you don't have faith, you ain't pleasing God. Amen. There's nothing more important by faith. God had rather, and, 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 I, and, and I'll stand on, on record on this today, because I know I can bring you scriptures to back this up. But God had rather today that your faith be increased 
then you can increase your ability to talk in tongues, shout, or run the aisles. Hallelujah. Faith is so important. And everything that we receive from God, we receive through faith. And uh, as we began last week, we talked about how the Bible did not start out trying to prove the existence of God. If you'll remember, I said, this was not written for us to try, amen, to prove the existence to God to anybody. God, he, he, uh, he didn't try to prove his existence. He just simply declared it in the beginning God. No other explanations. Hallelujah. You got to accept it at that, and if you can't accept it at that, you ain't going no further. Hallelujah. The belief in God is a first truth. The Bible says, He that cometh to God, and we read this scripture last week, He that cometh to God must do what? Must believe that He is, and that He's a reward of those that diligently seek Him. If I guarantee you, if I didn't have the Holy Ghost, that never would be a service. That I come to the house of God, that I would be down at this altar, praying and seeking God, asking God to baptize me with the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm going to be talking more about that in a minute. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. Glory to God. I was in such a battle for so many weeks with illness myself. Didn't feel like doing nothing else. But I'm thanking God for what I feel like. Amen, and how I can deliver today, hallelujah. The Bible says that he that cometh to him must believe. There's no way of getting around it, folks. Now this morning, we're going to continue our study by discussing a few of the benefits made possible only through faith. We will see that faith is the vehicle or means by which we obtain every benefit and promise in the Word of God. Amen. Every faith is the vehicle. It's the means by which we achieve everything. Now, I can't cover all things because of time. But we're going to cover a few of the most important things. And the first thing I want to talk about today is grace. Grace. Unmerited favor is what the theologians defined it. Now, we understand that grace is unearned favor of God. You can't do nothing to earn it. You can't be a good little person and some kind of way to deserve grace. Grace cannot be earned or deserved in any kind of way, shape, form, or fashion. Hallelujah. 
It is undeserved mercy and acceptance which enables us to have access and fellowship with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. But grace has to have a means to be applied to our lives. And that means is faith. Brother Sam, you're saying that faith is even more important than grace? Yes, because until you get the faith, you ain't going to receive grace. Faith is the vehicle, it's the means by which grace is applied to your life. Well, I thought we got grace first. No, sir. No, sir. If, if we already had grace automatically applied, that, that, that what that means is that be saved whether ever they repent or get baptized or do anything else. There's got to be a way for grace to come to you. There's got to be a way that grace is applied. And I declare today to you that that means is faith. Ephesians chapter 2 For by grace are you saved through what? Living good, not making any mistakes. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. You see, until you're able to empower faith in your life, you will never have grace applied. Because it's by faith that you get grace. And it's a message you don't hear preached everywhere. That needs to be preached everywhere. Faith is important with your relationship with God. And unless you get a hold of faith, you'll never have grace. Glory. Hallelujah. How many times, how many times have I heard people make the excuse well, I'm not going to go to church right now because I ain't going to go to church if I can't live right. That's one of the biggest cop-outs that there ever has been. Hallelujah. You don't get right and go to church. You go to church to get right. A lot of people got that concept backwards what you got to do if you realize there's wrong in your life and there's sins in your life if there's thing is if there is things in your life that makes you ashamed that you feel like you shouldn't go to church because of this then you've got to do something to appropriate some faith you've got to read god's word amen or pray or do something so faith can be ignited and then faith can apply grace Glory to God. By grace, oh, you're saved. Now, I've got several things, so I'm, I'm going to move to the next one. Uh, justification. Justification. I don't know how, how much you realize your justification uh, is important 
And if you've never really studied justification in the Bible, you need to study it because ain't nobody ever went to heaven and never will go to heaven without being justified. But doesn't the Bible say, how can a man be justified? A, a, a carnal man? A fleshly man? How can we be just with his God? There's a way. There's a way. And I can give you a long, drawn-out theological definition of justification, which don't, I might, but I want, to, I want to give you something which you can understand maybe. But justification means to place in a right standing. That's about a simplest a term that I could think about. You've got to be placed in a right standing with God. I've got to be placed in a right standing with God. How is that possible? And what does that mean? That we need to be placed in a right standing with God. I'm going to give you an example of something. It may seem crude, but I believe it gives some clarity in understanding the concept of justification. Now, if you've got a bank account, say a checkings account, and you've got a checkbook and you write checks, uh, which is something that uh, a lot of folks don't do. I, I very seldom have to buy uh, a new set of checks anymore once in a blue moon because instead of a check I got something else that I use instead of taking time to write a check. I got a check card, a debit card. But whether it's the check or whether it's the card when I went to the bank and opened that account I deposited some money there, and that placed me in a right standing with me and my bank. Come on. But listen, if the bank account becomes overdrawn, your standing with the bank becomes negative, and your checking account has no value. Huh? Huh? Back when I open up the account, I place X amount of dollars in there. I've got the check. I got my name on it. I got an account number. I'm in a right standing with my bank. If I see something I want to buy, I can write that check, use that card, pay a bill, whatever. But if something happens and I get overdrawn, then I've got a negative balance there. Plus all this other stuff they tack on to it. There's always a penalty. Even spiritually. Come on. You got to make all of that right and be so you can be placed back in a right standing with your bank. Years and years ago. I remember that there was a time that I had a had an issue with 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 the bank, and uh, they tacked on they tacked on something some kind of extra charge, and uh, 
I got I got hot and upset around the collar about it. I didn't nah, I ain't I ain't, I ain't, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna do it. Well, I I put I put the money in that they said that I that that I was short on that I needed, but that, that fee, I was determined I wasn't gonna pay that. So we went on and while uh, sometime later moved and I went to another bank to try to open up a check account, and I got a banker right here. Uh, Sister Linda, what happened when I tried to open up that checking account at another bank? Before I can open up another account, they found out that there was an issue with the other bank. Sorry, Mr. Pruitt, but you you got to get in right standing this other bank. Even though I thought that bank was wrong in giving me that extra fee, guess what Mr. Pruitt had to go do? I had to go back and I had to make it right. Every one of us in here today, we were born spiritually overdrawn. <laughs> it don't matter how good we think we are. Amen. It don't matter if we've given to the poor or done this or done that. We all was born into this world with an overdrawn account. as we try, amen, as whatever we do, we cannot make things right until we get to a place of right standing. The penalty has to be paid. Hallelujah. And guess what? I was able to pay that penalty at the bank, but there was this overdrawn thing that I had spiritually, Brother Bobby. I couldn't afford to have the money. I couldn't afford to pay the penalty. Jesus said, as I sung that song, hallelujah, didn't I come from heaven? Oh, hallelujah, amen, just to die for you. He died for you to pay your penalty so you could be justified, amen, and put back in a right. Come on, give Jesus praise. I had a shouting spell in my office when the Lord was giving me this. Justification. Placed back in the right standing. Now, I've got a count that's paid up. There used to be an old song in the old song books that we used to have years ago. And they sang it that the old account was settled long ago. I remember when, you know, many, many years ago, Joy was a song leader. And I remember, I remember hearing you sing that song, leading that song several times. The old account was settled long ago. The old account was large and larger every day because I was always sinning but never stopped to pray. 
Oh, hallelujah. But when I looked ahead and saw such pain, a pain and woe, I went to, to my Redeemer and I settled long ago. Oh, glory to God. I'm glad today that my account is settled. Jesus stamped it with his blood, paid in full. Paid in full. There's going to come a day. There's going to come a day that the devil is going to walk up beside you and God. And he's going to try to bring up the past. Where you was overdrawn. Where you went <laughs> down. <laughs> and all this stuff. But the Bible says that the devil disputed God over the body of Moses. If you think the devil's going to just let you walk in heaven, he's going to try to stop everybody. He can. But see, Jesus at that time... He will be able to say, whoop, I see right here something marked. Here's the list of all my debts in the flesh. But I see something right here. Jesus says, and the stamp was made in my own blood, paid in full. Paid in full. When I went back to that bank and I paid paid that to make that uh, make that right I went back to the other bank and from that day to hence anywhere else I go to try to open up account of any kind there's no problem because the account's been settled you want to make sure that the account in your spiritual life is settled justification and that comes by faith also, Galatians chapter 3, verses 7 and 9. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen. How? Through faith. Hallelujah. You need justification. You need to be made in a right place to in the right standing with God because you was born with an overdrawn account. But if you, hallelujah, had the faith in what Christ done for you at Calvary and how his blood was shed for your sins to make an atonement, then if you got that faith, it was through, it's through that faith that you can made just, you can made right, placed in a right standing, Preach before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In these shall all nations be blessed. Woo! So then they which are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Glory to God. Thank God for that right standing. Hallelujah. Let me move on. Let me talk about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Man, I've got to move on. This is another benefit. That we that we need 
And it's only through faith that you can receive it. Well, Brother Sammy, I went to so-and-so church, and they were... They were gathered around me praying, and they were they were telling me I, that I, if I wanted the Holy Ghost, I need to say Jesus, 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 Jesus. And then I tried another church, and they confused me because there was one brother on one side telling me to hang on, and then there was one on, on, on the other side of me saying, give up. He said, what do you want me to do, give up or hold up? Hello, somebody. But you know what? Just like everything else that we receive, if you've got a heart that's beaming with faith, you know. See, our, our faith, let me, let, me, let me explain this. Our faith stands on the Word of God. I know the Bible don't lie. And this Bible tells me, Brother Kyle, if I repent of my sins... And I get baptized in water in Jesus' name to have those things remitted. Then the Bible says, I shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So when I repented and I got baptized in Jesus' name, I had faith on the Word of God that tells me that I repented and I've been baptized. Now, Lord, I've got and you word that I'm going to get it. It is for me. Don't let the devil tell you that it ain't for everybody. It's for everybody. And you got to stand on the faith of the word of God. Galatians again, chapter 3, verse 14. Look at this. Giving you these scriptures to let you know that Everything I'm telling you is from the, from the Word of God. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. How? That's how it comes. The promise of the Spirit. That's the Holy Ghost. And you receive it through faith. What, how, what kind of faith? You believe what the Word said, that if you truly repented and you're baptized in water, amen, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, you shall receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We receive it through faith. I got two more. Let me hurry. I'm cutting a lot of stuff off that I wanted to say, but I want to talk about the benefit of healing. Oh, Lord, we need that benefit of healing. Amen. We need that benefit of healing. We know God heals. We know He heals. There's nothing. But healing is a benefit that comes through faith. I don't care. I don't care how much anointing that a, a man or a woman, either one, has that lays hands on you to pray over you, that if you yourself don't have that faith, you're not going to get nothing. 
Listen, Jesus himself, now we all know he. According to your faith, be it unto you. Huh? And we know Jesus could have just touched him, or Jesus didn't have to touch him. But Jesus says, according to your faith. Amen. Sometimes we're not able to appropriate that faith. Uh, I, I can have a tremendous amount of faith for other people, but sometimes my faith gets gets weaker when it comes to myself. I don't know why that is. But I know I've got I've got I've got to maintain that for me, just like if I was praying for somebody else. We've got to have that faith because healing comes by faith. The last benefit that I'm going and there there's many others, but there's one more that I want to talk about in this message, and I want to talk about walking in victory. Which simply means, in essence, when I say walking in victory, I'm talking about being an overcomer. There are so many people in church today who live a life of defeatism. They're constantly down in the valley. They're constantly having this problem and that problem that they just can't seem to get shut of. And it's not the fact that God loves them less than somebody else that always seems to be having victory after victory, overcoming everything. But they have not appropriated the amount of faith that they need to live an overcoming life. And let me tell you this. Please understand this. Being an overcomer is just as important as anything else. You've got to live an overcoming life. You've got to overcome sin in your life. Now, here's one for a lot of folks. You've got to overcome your self-will. You've got to allow your will to come, become in subjection to his will. Come on. We've got to overcome. We've got to overcome our self-will. Look at how many times in the book of Revelation, Jesus says, to him that overcometh, walking in victory. I'm telling you, there's no reason why a Holy Ghost-filled child of God can't live this life a victorious, overcoming life. If it wasn't possible, Jesus wouldn't have said it. And if you're having some issues, then don't, don't try to listen to the devil and have the devil cause you to believe that you can't overcome this or ain't overcome that and you can't have victory over this or you can't have victory over that. You need to get into the book, my friend, and see what you need to do to appropriate the right amount of faith so you can do that. And that, too, being an overcoming sin has nothing to do with everything else that people talk about, but it also has to do with your faith. 
Hebrews chapter 11, verses 32 and 33. Now, the 11th chapter of Hebrews talks about people of faith, many women of faith. And over, it talks all, it's all about faith. And uh, it, it's been called the heroes, heroes of faith. And if you go back to the first chapter and you read down, I mean the first verse and read down, he then gave a long list of people like Abraham, Moses, and, and others who achieved great things through faith. But if, So he, the writer of Hebrews knew that he couldn't name them all. And this is what he said beginning in verse uh, 32. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon. Huh? <laughs> Gideon. You remember Gideon, that mighty man of valor? <laughs> Hiding in a cave, shaking, shaking in his sandals. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. But Gideon. Barak and uh, Samson, Jephthah and David also, and Samuel and of the prophets, who, what? Through faith subdued kingdoms. That's victory, folks. That's overcoming. They subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness. Obtain promises. Stop the mouths of lions. Oh, Lord, God. Hallelujah. Everything that you need, my friend, we receive it through faith. You need, hallelujah, if your faith is weak this morning, you need this whatever it takes to begin to let your faith, amen, increase in your life. Hallelujah. And believe God and doubt Him for nothing because He is able to do all above and beyond what exceedingly above and beyond the word says. That we faint or ask. Take a look around. This building is proof of that. It's proof of that. And I believe everybody in here can say your life is a proof benefits made possible through faith. Let's stand together. If anybody wants prayer today, the altars are open if you need to. Talk to the Lord about having your faith increased. Whatever. We'll give you that opportunity today. Hallelujah.